Mother, why did Daddy switch to Postum? Your father says there's no caffeine in Postum, nothing to spoil your sleep. And your father knows best. Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons. Brought to you by Instant Postum, the good-tasting drink that's entirely caffeine-free, and by Post's 40% Brand Flakes, America's largest-selling Brand Flakes. well known to bird lovers that any self-respecting robin flies south for the winter. And if he has any judgment at all, he stays south until things blow over up north. A robin who violates this attractive scheme is bound to be suspect. And it is also a good bet that he will disorganize everything in his vicinity. If you don't believe that, let me cite a case involving a certain family living in a white frame house on Maple Street. It is a cold March evening with little activity outdoors, but much indoors as the various members of the Anderson family are milling around the kitchen, preparing to depart for various destinations. Like this. Kathy, if you're going over to Patty's house tonight, you'd better get upstairs and change your clothes. In a minute, Mommy. No, you'd better do it now. Don't just stand there staring out the window. There's a bird out there. Well, that's a fairly normal place for a bird. When you go upstairs, tell Bud not to wear those disreputable-looking blue jeans when he goes over to Joe Phillips' house. He's standing on one leg. Bud is? No, that little bird out there. I'll bet he's trying to keep warm. I'd better bring him in the house. No, Angel. Birds are made to stand cold weather. Can I get him a hot water bottle to sit on? <laughs> no, no. Now, please, go upstairs. Margaret, I don't believe I can wear this tuxedo tonight. Do I have to wear it? Well, when Mrs. Kirby invited us, she said the other men were going to wear them. I wonder whose fool idea that was. Personally, I think they look nice. Makes a man look dressed up. Yes, but there's a little matter of comfort. These trousers are too tight in the waist. Hmm. Well, you know whose fault that is. I think the cleaners shrunk them. <laughs> oh, sure. Gee, Mommy, he looks sort of out of shape. I do not. <laughs> I think she's referring to a bird. A bird? Mm-hmm. There's a robin out there, and he's freezing, Daddy. A robin? There are no robins around this time of year. It's too early. Come here and look at him. Well, it'll be another month and a half before... Why, right, George, that is a robin. See there? Can I bring him inside and get him warm? No, he's all right. He looks kind of lonesome out there. Can I bring him in just so we'll have some company? Oh, I doubt if he's a very good conversationalist. Margaret... What would happen if I didn't wear this tux? Oh, wear it, Jim. You look fine in it. Besides, I don't think it'll hurt you to suffer a little. It's not often we have a chance to get out and have some fun and relax. Yeah, if I relax in this outfit, there'll be buttons flying all over the place. <laughs> I'd better wear something else. No, wear that. Well, you'll have to find my shirt studs, then. Well, just a minute. I'll find them just as soon as I finish pressing Betty's dress. She going out tonight, too? Ralph is taking me to some kind of a concert. Ralph? Mm -hmm. Probably going to take her to the drugstore to listen to the jukebox. No, this is quite a highbrow affair, I guess. Ralph has convinced her that classical music is the only thing in life worth living for. I wonder how long that will last. I remember modern art had a fast day and a half run. Persian philosophy lasted two days. 
And archaeology was dropped cold after a couple of hours when they discovered that the ancient bones they had found had been buried by a dog the day before. Mother, is my dress ready? Just about, Betty. Ralph will be here soon. Well, it's almost ready. I think I'll wear your blue taffeta instead. I'm wearing that. Would you have to take it up much for me? Betty, Ralph will be here soon. That's what I like. Good, brilliant conversation. <laughs> Kathy, maybe you should bring that bird in here for a chat after all. Oh, thank you, Daddy. No, no, kitten. I was only kidding. Look, Daddy. He doesn't fly away. I can pick him up. Kathy, how many times do I have to tell you to go upstairs and change your clothes? Look, Daddy. He likes me. Kathy. You know, he looks like Mr. Quigley at the drugstore. Mr. Quigley? Just a little fuzz on top of his head. Well, yes, there is a resemblance. Same shaped legs. <laughs> Kathy! Okay, Mommy. Here, Daddy, you hold Mr. Quigley. Well, now, wait, I don't want... Hmm. Right, Georgie does seem awfully cold. Where do you think we ought to keep him? Oh, I don't know. He's probably better off outside, I guess. We can't put him out, Daddy. Kathy, honey, you've just got to get your clothes changed if you're going over to Patty's. Well, I don't think I'm going. What? I've got to stay home and take care of Mr. Quigley. <laughs> well, you can't stay here alone. And everyone else is going out. I won't be alone. Mr. Quigley will be here. Well, put Mr. Quigley in a shoebox or something and then run upstairs. And don't forget to tell Bud to wear his good slacks. What's this about wearing good slacks? Oh, I don't want you to go over to the Phillips looking like a tramp. But, Mom, Joe and I are going to be down in his basement working. Working? Yeah, we're going to build a... For Pete's sake, what's that you got, Dad? Uh, this is, uh, Mr. Quigley. Huh? Will this box do, Mommy? I guess so. i better put some cotton in it to make it nice and warm. Well, I'm not too sure if it's good for a bird to be inside like this. But he's sick, Daddy. Oh, maybe just hungry. Try some breadcrumbs on Mr. Quigley. Mr. Quigley? Holy cow, this whole family has slipped its way. You're just finding that out? I'm getting out of here while the getting is good. Now, wait, bud. You can't go looking like that. But, Mom, I'll wreck my good slacks. We're going to build a boat tonight. A boat? What kind of a boat? Uh, a 28-foot sloop. Don't you have to build that out of doors? Well, we thought of that, but the light's better in the basement. We got the plans for it out of the Boy Mechanics magazine. And uh, you plan to build this boat tonight? Yeah, if I ever get over there early enough. Uh-huh. We're going to sail around the world in it this summer. Come on, Mr. Quigley. Eat! Gee, he doesn't seem hungry. Well, don't force him. He's probably frightened. Sail around the world, huh? What uh, day are you leaving? July 5th. We didn't want to miss out on the 4th of July. I see. Got everything all planned out, huh? Yep. Gonna take two weeks of the trip. Two weeks? To sail around the world? Yeah. We don't want to rush it. <laughs> After all, a guy doesn't make a trip around the world very often. Not in two weeks, he doesn't. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Quigg. Eat. Maybe he doesn't like white breadcrumbs. Maybe he wants whole wheat. It does look like he's been on a diet. Mother! It's just about finished, Betty. I decided not to wear your blue taffeta. You never were going to wear it. It makes me look too corny. What's Tallulah getting made up for? 
What do you think I ought to wear? This dress I've been pressing for the last half hour. Well, I gotta get going. Joe's waiting for me. Hey, shrimp, what are you doing? Putting peanut butter on the breadcrumbs. Maybe Mr. Quigley doesn't like his bread plain. Oh, brother, what a bird brain. And I'm not talking about Mr. Quigley. Come on, Quiggy, eat. Here, you're doing that all wrong. Just sprinkle the crumbs in front of him and then go away and leave him alone. Hey, that's a good idea. That'll give you time to get your clothes changed, Kathy. But I'm not going, Mommy. Oh, yes, you are. Claude Mensner said they had a sick bird once in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And they fed him with an eyedropper. How could you get breadcrumbs down an eyedropper? <laughs> they were feeding him milk, not head. All right, let's not start an argument. We haven't time. Say, it is getting late. What time are we supposed to be at the Kirby's? 7.30, I think. Then you better start getting ready, Margaret. Well, I'm trying to get everyone else squared away first. You were going to find those studs for me, too. Yes, dear, I know. I know. Mother, do you think this dress makes me look cultural enough? You know, in a sort of subdued chamber music mood? Yes, I'd say you look like a subdued chambermaid in that outfit. <laughs> oh, Father. Betty, I thought you asked me to press this dress for you. Did I? Hey, Betty, do you know where an eyedropper is? We want to squirt some milk into Mr. Quigley. What? You don't squirt it in him, shrimp. You just drip it down his beak. What in the world are you two clowns? Oh, where'd you get the robin? He's mine. Oh, he's cute. What's the matter with him? Doesn't he feel well? Well, I doubt if he could pass the physical for the Air Force right now. <laughs> you know, I think that's the robin that had her nest right outside the breakfast room window last summer. Remember? Her nest? Remember, she had some little robins, and we used to watch her feeding them. Watch her feeding them? You might have to change his name to Mrs. Quigley. Will everyone please clear out of the kitchen? We'll never get ready if we don't. Here, Betty, your dress is ready. I don't care whether you wear it or not. And, Kathy, you go upstairs and get your clothes, But please. I'm not going, Mommy. I've got to take care of Mrs. Quigley. But I told you, you can't stay home alone. Well, I might just sort of stick around with her. I thought you were going to build a boat tonight. Well, we could build it tomorrow night. After all, we're not sailing until July 5th. <laughs> Gee, she won't eat crumbs off my fingers. Well, that's why I figured maybe I better stick around and feed her. Well, we got to get some food into this kid. I think maybe you're handling her too much. Maybe she just wants to rest. You know, it looks to me like its wing is hurt. That's probably why she didn't go south for the winter. Oh, gosh, that's Ralph out there. I wonder if I should go. Well, certainly. You want to go to the concert, don't you? Yes, I guess so. Ralph says that classical music isn't as bad as it sounds, but I don't know. Well, you mustn't keep him waiting, Betty. Well, all right. I'll see you later, Mother. Goodbye, Father. Goodbye, Princess. Jim, we've just got to get going or we'll be late. I know. Is she eating any more, Kathy? Not yet. Well, we've got to hurry, Margaret. Yes, you're right. Is there anything you can do about that wing? I was just wondering if we could fix up some kind of a splint for it. Good heavens, look at the time. We should have been at the Kirby's ten minutes ago. I'd better call them. Yes, do that. Tell them we'll be a little late. No, tell them to go ahead without us. What? Tell them something important has come up. But we'll try to get there later on. Bud, go look in the medicine cabinet. See if you can find an eyedropper. <laughs> Well, that little bird is certainly getting lots of attention. 
And say, here's a bird name of Ed Prentice who'd like your attention for a minute. He has a personal question to ask. Ed? Say, friend, how have you been feeling these days? Have you been sort of jittery, on edge, just not your old self? Well, it could be the caffeine in your coffee or tea that's been bothering you, stealing your sleep and making you nervous. I know, because caffeine bothered me plenty until I switched to Postum. Good old instant Postum. Now, why don't you make that switch yourself? Believe you me, Postum really works. It ought to. It's absolutely caffeine-free. Contains no caffeine, none whatsoever. So, you see, instant Postum is a good hot drink you can enjoy anytime without risking coffee nerves, without losing your sleep. Now, of course, caffeine doesn't bother everybody. Lots of folks can handle it okay. But if it troubles you, just make that simple, easy switch to Postum. Try Postum for 30 days. Why not? See if you're not sleeping better, looking and feeling better, too. Thanks to instant Postum. Oh, and say, the kids will like Postum, too. See if they don't. And, of course, you can give them Postum often. Because there's nothing in Postum to harm them. Yes, sir, Postum's the drink for the whole family. Get a jar tomorrow. Well, events at the Andersons have taken a strange turn this blustery March evening. A few minutes ago, everyone was getting ready to go out. And then, Kathy discovered a robin huddled outside the kitchen window. How do things stand now? Well... Betty tore herself away to go to the concert. Margaret and Jim and Bud and Kathy are staying home to nurse Mrs. Quigley. That's the robin. Right now, head doctor Jim Anderson is trying to interest the bird in some nourishment by means of an eyedropper and a teaspoon of warm milk. Like this. Turn the shoebox around, kitten. I think the light's bothering her. Like that? Yeah, that's better. Now, come on, bird. Open your mouth. Daddy, her name is Mrs. Quigley. Uh, open your beak, Mrs. Quigley. Dear, are you sure robins like milk? Certainly. All animals drink milk. Best nourishment there is. Come on, Mrs. Q. Look up here. Watch it, Dad. Don't drop it in her eye. Quiet, bud. I fed birds with an eyedropper before you were born. Okay, okay. So far, you've given her three drops of milk, all on top of her head. <laughs> Dad, she drank that one. She doesn't look very happy about it. Maybe she'd rather have Postum. I think she's beginning to perk up a little. She opened one eye. She looked at Bud and closed it again. <laughs> well, it's bedtime for you, Angel. Oh, no, Mommy. I can't leave Mrs. Quigley. Well, we'll take care of Mrs. Quigley. You run along, kitten. But I'll worry about her. She moved her tail feathers. There's no need to worry about her, kitten. She'll be all right. Are you sure? Yes, of course. Now, run to bed. Scoot. Good night, Mrs. Quigley. Don't touch her. She's asleep. How do you know? Well, I heard her kind of snoring. A snoring bird. Well, I, I did. Kind of. <laughs> All right. Now run up to bed, Angel. She doesn't look too good. Well, she's tired, kitten, and she's warm and comfortable. Probably wants to go to sleep. Come on, I'll take you upstairs. Okay. Take good care of Mrs. Quigley. Don't worry, Shrimp. We'll watch her. I'll be up in a minute to tuck you in. You think she'll be all right, Daddy? Sure. Up the stairs now. She's my very own bird, isn't she? Yes, she's your very own. Maybe we ought to put a dish of water in the box. She might get thirsty. We'll take care of her. Now, uh, get in your pajamas and climb in bed. But what if something happens to her? Nothing will happen. Now, you just stop worrying. You sure? I promise. 
Gee, thanks, Daddy. You promise? Well, yes, uh, I promise. Oh, boy, tomorrow she'll be singing and hopping around. My very own bird. Well, now, kitten, I meant that I, uh... Will, uh, will she stand on my finger and sing, Daddy? Well, we'll see. It depends. I gotta hurry and get to sleep so I can hurry and wake up. Good night, Daddy. Good night, kitten. Say good night to Mrs. Quigley for me. I will. Good night. Good night. Jim. I'm coming. Where are you, honey? We're in the den. How's Mrs. Quigley? Looks pretty droopy. We brought her in here. Thought it might be warmer. What do you think, dear? Mm, I don't know. But somehow we've got to pull this bird through, Margaret. Before I thought, I promised Kathy. Dear, you didn't. Well, she was worried, and I had to tell her something. Lucky thing we got the bird in. She'd have frozen out in that wind. The question is whether we got her in soon enough. Well, dear, I hope you've read your bird books. Kathy's counting on you. Well, what else could I do, Margaret? This is the first live pet she's ever had. I wonder if it would help any if we put a hot water bottle into the box. Oh, she's warm enough, all right. She just looks droopy. Margaret, what are those smelling salts you used to have around? <laughs> I think Mrs. Quigley needs more than smelling salts. Daddy, how is she? Uh, she's all right, kitten. Now go to sleep. I think I'll call up Joe. He had a parrot once. Oh, what a person goes through to bring up children. You not only have to be a diplomat and a pediatrician and a magician and a psychologist, you also have to be a bird doctor. Well, dear, it was your idea to stay home and take care of the birds. Well, what else could I do? Hello, Joe. Bud, I couldn't come over tonight. Well, we got a bird. No, not a parrot. Sick Robin. Kathy found it outside. Hey, what did you do with your parrot when he drooped? Yeah? What do you say, Bud? He says he held the cat up to the cage, made the parrot sore, perked right up. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Hang up. Joe, we don't have a cat. No cage, either. Daddy, is there a cat down there? No, kitten. Bud's talking to Joe. Now go to sleep. How's Mrs. Quigley? She's all right. Now get back in bed. Okay, Joe. I'll keep in touch with you. What's Joe's opinion? He said if he was in our shoes, he'd be worried. <laughs> well, that's what I like about Joe. Always ready to help. Well, what do you think, Margaret? You suppose I should call the vet? Now, don't get upset, dear. Oh, sure, that's easy for you to say. I'm personally responsible for this bird. We've got to do something. Hey, she ruffled her feathers. I think she's waking up. Get the milk and the spoon and the eyedropper. Here, bird. Wake up. Get the phone, honey. Mm -hmm. Hello? Hello, Mother? Betty, where are you? It's Betty. Who's that, Daddy? It's Betty. Now go back to bed, Angel. Hello? Hello, dear. I'm calling from the auditorium. How's Miss Quigley? Well, she's just about the same. Should I come home? Daddy said she was all right. She is, Angel. She is. She is what? I was talking to Kathy. Is Kathy still up? No, she's in bed, or supposed to be. You sound worried, Mother. I think I'll come home. Well, there's no need to, Betty. There's nothing you can do. I'll leave right now. I'll be home in a little while. All right. Bye. Bye. What did Betty say? She's coming home. Get some more cotton, bud. Let's pad the sides of the box a little. Did you eat anything? I don't know, honey. 
I'm afraid Mrs. Quigley's in bad shape. Just shakes her head once in a while. Such a pretty bird. I don't know what to do. If anything happens to her, Kathy will be heartbroken. Look out. Here comes the shrimp. How is she, Daddy? Now, kitten, why aren't you in bed? I couldn't go to sleep. I'm worried about Mrs. Quigley. You mustn't worry, Angel. Is she going to live, Daddy? Well, I don't know, kitten. We're doing everything we can. You said you'd be all right. I know, but sometimes you just can't tell. Maybe if I took her up to bed with No, no, no. She, she's better right here in the box. Could I hold her? I think you'd better leave her there, kitten. She's resting. She's going to be okay, Shrimp. Come on, Angel. I'll tuck you back in bed. Take care of her, Daddy. I will, kitten. Don't you worry. Gee, she sure looks goopy, Dad. I don't know what to do, bud. Well, could we give her artificial respiration? <laughs> I doubt it. Give me the phone, bud. Who are you going to call? Dr. Evans. He raises birds. I can't think what else to do. Hello, Ed. Uh, this is Jim Anderson, Ed. I've got a real problem. No, the family's all right, but we've got a bird in here. Robin, Kathy found outside. Yes, it looks pretty sick. I want to pull it through, if possible, for Kathy's sake. You understand? Who are you talking to, dear? Dr. Evans. Well, it ate a little, but it doesn't seem to have much life. There isn't, huh? Well, thanks anyway, Ed. Good night. What did he say, Dad? He says there's nothing we can do. A wild bird? He said we'll just have to wait and see. Poor Kathy. She's up in her bed wide awake. Is that you, Betty? Yes, I'm home. How is she? Any change? Can't tell, Princess. Dad just talked to Dr. Evans. What did he say? Well, to be truthful, there isn't much hope. Well, there must be something somebody can do. Is she worse, Daddy? Oh, kitten. I couldn't stay in bed. Hello, Mrs. Quigley. Angel. She doesn't move, Mommy. Well, she's sleeping, dear. That's the best thing for her, Kathy. Sleep. Will she wake up? Sure. Sure she will. You must go to bed, Angel. Mommy? Yes, dear. Could I say my prayers down here? Oh, I guess so. Before I sleep, I pray God will keep us close to him. Shelter and guide us in the night and the day. And if you could, please, God, help Mrs. Quickly. She's a good bird. Thank you, God. Amen. Margaret, what time is it? Sunshiny. Hey, Mom, Dad, come downstairs. Hey, Kathy. Oh, I wonder if something's happened to Mrs. Quigley. I'm afraid to go down and look. Here's your robe. We'd better go. Hey, yeah. come here, quick. I'm coming. How is she, Bud? Is she all right? Hurry up. Well, where are you, Bud? Come on, Daddy. In the dining room. What's he doing in the dining room? Look here, look. It's Mrs. Quigley. She's up. Look, Father, perched on the flower pot by the window. Well, I'll be darned. My Bird. A robin at the window. If we only had a picture of that. She was sitting right there when I came down. Here, Mrs. Quigley. Look. Look how tame she is. 
jumped right in my finger. She was sitting right there in the sunshine. Are we going to keep her? Sure, I'm going to keep her. She's my very own bird. Kitten, if we keep Mrs. Quigley, we'll have to put her in a cage. I know. I suppose we could put the cage by a window where she could look out through the bars. I guess she'd be able to see the other robins hopping from branch to branch in the big oak tree. She could look through the glass and watch all the other birds flying free, singing, building their nests. But I wonder if Mrs. Quigley will be happy just watching. Gee, I wonder. Being a child, you should know, kitten. The robins are nature's little children. She made them for the trees and the sky and the lawn in the morning. What do you think? Open the window, Daddy. There she goes. Goodbye, Mrs. Quigley. That was a nice thing to do, Angel. Ah, uh, smell that air. You know, this could be the first day of spring. For goodness sake, eat post-brand flakes. So good and so good for you. Well, ladies, that gay little tune is a good tune to remember. Wherever you're shopping... Because post-40% bran flakes are good, and so good for you. You see, something wonderful has happened to bran. And now, post-40% bran flakes give you a new magic oven flavor. A new, tempting, crisper texture that's downright delicious. That's why, when you serve post-bran flakes now, you can be sure that the whole family is getting those important keep-regular benefits of bran in a cereal that tastes so good, they'll enjoy it every day. When you do your weekend marketing, make sure you buy Post 40% Bran Flakes, America's largest selling Bran Flakes. They're so good, and so good for you. Saturday afternoon at the White Frame House on Maple Street is the time for doing all the little odd jobs that accumulate during the week. And so on this Saturday afternoon, we find Jim Anderson with hammer and saw, a few pieces of wood, some nails, and a stepladder engaged in some project outside the back porch, like this. What are you doing, Father? Building a house. A house? What are you making, Dad? A house. A house? Hand me that sack of nails there, will you? What are you doing, Daddy? Building a house. A house? Hello, dear. I'm building a house. <laughs> well, good. Aren't you going to ask me why? No, oh, I can guess, knowing you. Who is the house boy, Daddy? Tell her, honey. Angel, I'm quite sure it's to be a summer home for Mr. and Mrs. Quigley. Right, dear? Oh, you're so clever. <laughs> week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson. Until then, good night and good luck from the makers of Post 40% Brand Flakes, America's largest selling brand flakes, and Instant Postum, the drink that's entirely caffeine-free. In our cast were Rhoda Williams as Betty, 
Dorothy Lovett, Ted Donaldson, and Helen Strome. It's the best hot cereal you ever ate. Post wheat meal. The best hot cereal anybody ever ate. Rich and delicious with a nut-like flavor you'll never want to miss. And hot post wheat meal is so good for you. Packed full of solid whole wheat nourishment. Especially good for children. Post wheat meal takes just three minutes to cook. Get the big family economy size with a picture of Roy Rogers on the package. Post wheat meal. The best hot cereal you ever ate. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Paul West. This is Bill Foreman speaking. Tonight, play Truth or Consequences on NBC.